Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boltenterprises.com. Carl, today we're continuing our series on self-care as a smart career move. And last week we talked about what we mean by self-care, a focusing on ourselves in a time of transition and troubled work times. Yeah, and we're calling it a smart career move because you're the one who's got to show up. You're the one who's got to be engaged wherever you work. And if there are layoffs and they're making choices between people, if you aren't one of the ones who are performing, um, it could be you that goes. So to not tend to yourself and just kind of get wrapped up in the stress and the worry and by playing it conservative, it's going to backfire on you. So what we wanted is to to take care of ourselves so that we are making the most of what we can in these turbulent times. So today we're talking about uh, self-care and inspiration, and we wanted to focus on the idea of staying motivated despite um, the circumstances around us. Let's talk about what kind of motivation we mean and inspiration and then how we do that. You've got to put it in context that we're in this stressful place. So um, our boss is worried, we're they're trying to cut costs, kind of on people's backs. The influences around us are dark. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're painful or they're pressured. And so one the way we can stay motivated is to get other sources of inspiration or other points of view or other sources of information about ourselves and what we can do. So we got to get other things going on besides just staying at work and being basically immersed in the stress. And drained. And drained. So really, one is making time for people outside of your work context. You know, if you're partnered in any way or with friends, that those get some time and you're around people who pick you up so that you're not constantly in these uh, kind of stressful places. And what happens with that is you're not buying into the belief anymore. You're not buying into the story line that's out there that you know, the world's falling apart or they, we're going to be in a, the next depression. You can actually be the person who has people who matters to them and is invested in them and, you know, you work for a reason. Well, I think another kind of side of that too is I think sometimes even in the workplace, we don't make time for our coworkers mm-hmm. and sometimes they can be a source perhaps of motivation, looking for areas to work together, mm-hmm. kind of to lighten the load. You know, you help me, I'll help you. Or even just making sure you take your lunch break and with a a coworker walk, take a walk or whatever. I think sometimes we want to work through lunch. We want to do that. Well, by four o'clock, I worked lunch by four o'clock. I was done anyway, three o'clock, two o'clock. You know, my motivation for working or you took a dive. My productivity took a dive. So perhaps it's that taking time for yourself to just be mentally not there. Exactly. Because the subject gets changed to the firm. You know, this partnership between your career and their business goals gets lopsided in these uh, tough times. It's all about the business goals and surviving so that everybody can keep a job. So you have to take the initiative to remember that you matter and that you find a place for that stuff. So another thing is to get in touch with your just natural work rhythms. So one you pointed to was the break in the middle of the day, you know, that you take your breaks, but also that, it, you know, if you are relational in your style, that you don't stay, you know, buried in tasks for too long and you get up and connect with others. Or if you are a focused person, that you go off to where you can focus. And the, the emergencies that are happening because people are covering a position in a half or two positions because of layoffs aren't um, interrupting you as well. You're taking the initiative to get yourself into the place 
and tasks that work for you. And you're not just letting it happen to you. Well, I found in my day-to-day work with them as, you know, just working in an office and having that, that I needed to interject things throughout my day that I actually liked doing, even if I was doing things that were a little bit more challenging for me to do, not working in my areas of greater strength. So that really helped me keep me motivated through the days if during the day I had some things that were a little bit more exciting or a little bit more to my strengths and talents and creativity. The last time we worked together, you know, without even intending this to happen, you know, when things got stressful with uh, a lot of our clients, we would kind of lose our ability to focus and there'd be this kind of unplanned gathering in the afternoons that we affectionately came to call tea time. time. (laughs) And it turned into this safe place where we could vent about the things we couldn't say to our clients directly to them because it would be inappropriate, unprofessional, and rude, we could at least get off our chest to each other and have you know some fun joking about these things we wish we could have said to them directly. But it, it provided a release. You could call that a waste of time. You could call that unproductive time, but actually it had the opposite effect because once we got that off, we were able to get back to work. Well, and Carl, for those that are listening that actually have uh, people under them or some kind of supervisory authority over people, I think that uh, there's always this tension between creating a safe space and giving people motivation and then just this loosey-goosey work atmosphere where people do whatever they want. And so we often don't go to places where we give people a break because we don't want to be taken advantage of. So what's mm. a safe way as you know, a company head, as a you know, a supervisor or a head of a team to kind of give some space, but not necessarily the reins to do whatever they want. Well, the two main things that come to mind are one, if you've got something that's a workflow that's pretty structured and you can't have everybody using their own discretion on when they take breaks, is to try planning different things like tea time or, um, you know, just a special something Every once in a while, you know, like you would take one Friday afternoon a month to take everybody out for some treat, but pick something regular, something focused and do it all together to kind of get that breather that you're looking for. The other, if you do have some room to give people their own discretion, there what you do is you'd be real outcome focused on what you expect from them. So that way you don't, your expectation doesn't have to be work all the time never take a break, never surf on the internet, never stop for conversation. You don't have to police them always being busy. They're responsible for getting a certain amount of work done or a certain project finished by a certain date. There's, you've got your accountability, so it won't turn into the loosey-goosey, nobody do anything. You've got your accountability in terms of the concrete outcome people are responsible for achieving. So then the means there you know, there's more room for. So if some, but one person's very focused and then needs a big break in the afternoon, you know, who cares if they're doing some personal shopping and getting a little internet space for themselves because you're still accomplishing what you need to accomplish. And who cares if so-and-so has a longer conversation than the standard 10-minute break because, you know, that actually refreshes them 
And you don't lose that accountability at the same time. Yeah, my mom works for a state-funded agency, and uh, they've been having conversations. We're recording here in California, and they've been having conversations about our budget deficit and mm. kind of the issues with the budget. And because they're almost entirely funded by uh, the state, then they were thinking that they might have to close down in July. And so they've been having these oh. conversations with their employees where they have these mass meetings and basically tell them, we don't know if we're going to be able to fund work for you past July, and we don't know, and we don't know. And we don't know. How's that for stress? Well, how's that for stress? Yes, exactly. And that's like the entire organization would shut down. Mm -hmm. A couple of things from that example are, you know, they came from news to them that they seem they're going to be able to stay open past July and they've had, you know, some sort of money come their way that they know is going to come their way. And so they're, you know, for the most part, they're saying that there might be some layoffs, but for the most part, they're all right. And so she said, you know, yesterday the company bought them ice cream. In the afternoon, it was a warm day, and they just kind of had like a little ice cream social. Now, there are many of us who think cynically that that's, oh, they're just trying to buy you off or whatever. But the reason they gave is like, we know we've kind of stressed you out with this. We just wanted to give you some ice cream. And I think there's something to be said about that. It's motivational. It's inspirational in a way that there's this level of thoughtfulness there. That was nice. From the leader's perspective, it's the difference between getting everybody's arms and legs and bodies doing everything you want them to do, which is one form of compliance in doing their jobs, versus having their hearts and their wills and their passion invested in making it work. And that's where you get the difference. That's where people put out and perform. That's where you know a little bit of ice cream goes a long way because you buy their hearts that you care but for yourself, you've got the same problem, that you need to be motivated, you need to be up, you need to be engaged, and that's hard to do for yourself. But the difference, you know, when we get down is, you know, we're, we're far less productive, and you know, we've all experienced that. Well, if you need to take a walk this afternoon or the next afternoon that you're listening to this and get yourself an ice cream cone before you go <laughs> to the office and tackle a hard job, then that's what we're we are suggesting is you have to have a self-awareness that if you're getting drained, you're getting just down by everything around you, take some time to check in with yourself. And we'd like you to come by boldenterprises.com and sign up for a free goals journal. Gives you a very nice little space to set out a couple things to try, a couple experimental goals. I'm going to try taking an afternoon break. I'm going to try, you know, once a month to treat myself to X, Y, and Z to keep my spirits up. And there's a place to journal with yourself to track on how that's helping you or not helping you. Well, if you have any ideas on what keeps you inspired or motivated and you'd like to share that with us, then we'd love to hear from you at boldenterprises.com. And next week, we'll be talking about learning and self-care, self-care and learning and stretching. And we hope you'll join us. See you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.